Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Hey everybody, it's Adam Ray for the About Last Night podcast. Amazing episode today. Uh, we've got one of the, uh, man, I guess legends of comedy, you can call them. Uh, Dom Irera. Uh, if you don't know that name, uh, you should. Google that shit. Uh, look him up. He's uh, been doing stand-up comedy over 30 plus years. Uh, he's been on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. Several Comedy Central appearances. Conan, Letterman. Um, he used to open for Rodney Dangerville. Uh, Dangerfield partied with Robin Williams. Uh, he's got stories for days and uh we'll probably have to have him back because we just couldn't cover it all uh dom is is one of the sweetest guys you'll ever meet and to still be rocking comedy uh 30 years in and to be relevant and still making people laugh is is pretty incredible and uh everybody loves dom he's a comics comic every comic stays to watch him uh everybody loves talking with him he's just so sweet and, and giving with uh comedy insights and uh you'll see uh all that today and, and you'll fall in love with him yourself and uh and you'll be like man i want to party with dom and, uh, and then you'll try, and then you'll fail, because he can drink. Uh, follow Dom on Twitter at Dom Herrera, uh, Dom Irera, D-O-M-I-R-R-E-R-A. Follow me on Twitter at Adam Ray Comedy. Follow Brad on Twitter at Funny Brad. Uh, Brad Williams this weekend will be at the Comedy Factory in Baltimore, Maryland, January 30th and 31st. Uh, and then, of course, on February 1st, Sunday, he'll be watching my Seahawks dominate the Patriots. That's right. Shots fired. Tom Brady, you pretty bitch. Uh, it's, uh, it's pretty exciting, man. This week has, uh, I've just been watching so much Seahawks coverage and interviews and, and, uh, and getting ready for the game. In fact, I actually am posting, I made a, uh, a really awesome, uh, 12th man checklist, uh, fan prep video that's dropping tomorrow on my YouTube channel. Uh, and it'll be on the front page of funnyordie.com. So, uh, follow me on Twitter, of course, so you can, uh, see the link that I'll post to the video. I have some buddies who, who used to shoot a lot of my, uh, Adam Ray TV sketches back in the day. Did some incredible special effects on this. Uh, I think it's, it's gonna blow your mind. And if you're a Seahawks fan, you're gonna love it because it's all specific to, uh, to Hawks players and, and Hawks fans. Uh, so check that out tomorrow on my YouTube page. I uh, will be at the Laugh Factory Comedy Store and Improv uh, a few more weeks here before I head on the road with Adam Devine on a big theater tour. Uh, we're going to Seattle, Nashville, Portland, Orlando, New York, Chicago, Boulder, fucking uh, uh, Vancouver, Boston, Philadelphia. We're hitting uh, 20 cities, I think, in 22 nights. Um, go to uh, AdamRayTV.com for all those uh, tour dates and times and cities. And then, of course, I think you just Google Adam Divine Tour to get tickets. Uh, it's going to be bananas, man. He hasn't been doing a lot of stand-up because he's been filming his show, filming Modern Family, doing movies. But uh, we're going to hit the road and, and rip it up. So uh, you got to come out and see us. Uh, and, of course, get your About Last Night merchandise at EstoyMerchandise.com, uh, E-S-T-O-Y Merchandise.com. We've got a new shirt dropping in a couple weeks. I think you guys are going to really dig it. Uh, and, uh, of course, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Rate it. Give it a five-star rating. Comment on the podcast on iTunes. Helps us climb the charts. Uh, I've got some really incredible 
episodes coming up here in the next few weeks. Um, you guys are just in for a real treat. Uh, some of these guests are, uh, I don't know how we're getting them, but we're getting them. <laughs> so, uh, so keep listening, keep subscribing, tell your friends, get your merch. Those are the Twitter handles. Those are the tour dates. That's all the info. So now, ladies and gentlemen, sit back, relax, and enjoy a very special About Last Night podcast episode with one of the legends of comedy, Mr. Dom Irera. Well, the weekend's over, so it's time to chat about it. Got a midget and a Jew, so why don't you sit down and listen to a dope podcast during lunch, dinner, or breakfast. Brad Williams and Adam Ray are here for you any time of the day. So come on and treat yourself right. It's about last night. Great. Yeah, can you hear yourself? Yeah, I can hear everything. Some of those fucking pipes. Just softer, softer world. <laughs> Do you like the sound of your own voice? No. Really? Do any of us really? There's really that many things I like about myself. <laughs> <laughs> nice. We like to start each podcast on a depressing note and then just, just slowly build up to Did some Did you start? Positive. Is that it? Yeah. We started? Yeah. And we can go back and... Should I introduce you guys? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, uh, two just- very funny guys that- <laughs> I'm not a laugher, folks. <laughs> what do you say? Your intros are always great when we do your breaking ball show at the factory. What did you say for me last time? I was there? Uh, not last time, but the time before. I remember <laughs> I said, you know, usually the last person on is considered the headline of the strongest act. Not in this case. <laughs> yeah. Adam's only going on last because he was late. Because <laughs> yeah. it's breaking balls. Yeah, yeah, Get yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Have you, you've always been that type of... Uh, you started in Philly, right? Uh, no, I started in... Uh, Miami, acting, and then I—I uh, I, I don't know if you remember me as Rabbi and Fiddler on the Roof. <laughs> I, I believe I saw that production. You yes, were uh, uh, Tesla or Tevla? <laughs> Tesla. <laughs> yes, he, he played an electric car in Elon Musk presents Fiddler on the Roof. That's a shame they fired you from that job. I didn't mean to bring it up. <laughs> Just looking at you now, like you were, you're sitting on your high horse last week. Brad would be great in Fiddler on the Roof. Oh, he would. <laughs> We've talked about this many times on this podcast, how Brad would be a great Jew. Like Little Rabbi? Who would yeah. want to see that movie made? Oh, come on. I mean, I, I'm, I'm just worried that if I was in Fiddler on the Roof, someone would put me on a roof and I'd get stuck. <laughs> That's sadness on the roof. Sadness on the roof. Just the just the whole play is just me up there going, eh, no no one's coming to get me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's lonely Wait. up here on the roof. <laughs> I wish I had more friends. Taller friends. <laughs> oh Tevya. Oh Tevya. <laughs> Imagine if we broke into musicals like they do. In regular life? Yeah. Yeah. Just, it kinda would make life more exciting. And probably not as uh depressing. Like when shit like uh like you know, when the Ferguson uh, uh, you know verdict came out, like if people just start singing about how bummed they were about right. it, sure. If they all if they all took the streets they like sh- sharks and jets, <laughs> just start just just justice, justice, no justice. <laughs> yeah. Although it it would be kind of annoying if if like you're in the ensemble and then it's like your fourth song of the day. Like all all, all of a sudden the the other song breaks out, and you're like, ah, oh, fuck, I gotta be in the background again. <laughs> like, I'm tired. I'm tired of pirouetting. I'm sure I've said that sentence many times. Yeah, yeah. wedding. Yeah, that's the <laughs> Wait, so were you, were you a ball buster though when you started in uh, even acting in, in Florida? Were you, have you always been well, that kind of at camp, a summer camp when I was a kid? I was a ball. Yeah, I was always a ball buster. Were you? Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, but it was out of necessity because it was that you know getting teased as a big kid, and then you're just like, you're you a big kid. Oh yeah, real big. You told me you were heavy, right? Yeah, yeah. We yeah. talked about this on your podcast, yeah, yeah. the Dom Herrera podcast, uh, live at the Laugh Factory, which everybody should get because it's one of the best podcasts out there. Absolutely. I had David Tell on this week. Yeah. And, uh, How was that? We well, I was just there the other night when you and Dave were on stage together, and it was fucking magical. There was like 20 people there. I'm like, you guys have no idea what you're getting to watch right, right. now. I thought the funniest thing to show his lack of, <laughs> of, improv. of, of improv skills, he, he stood in front of me and did stand-up. <laughs> yeah. He stood right in front of me. I go, you can't. This is not an improv. You can't yeah. stand in front of the guy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's so funny because Dave's Dave's just Dave. He's not yeah. he's not going to change. But uh, it's great because who he is is a phenomenal comedian, and uh, and it looks like an Armenian bus driver, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he does though. He just has that look. And- he, he, he's definitely gotten to the point in his career where he has the outfit. He has the Dave Attell outfit. Oh, yeah, well, he's, he's been wearing the same shirt for three days. Yeah, he just he he, he just wakes <laughs> up every day. Stank ass. Stank ass. Stank ass. <laughs> he, he he just wakes up every day and goes, "All right, so jeans, hoodie, hat, good." I think I got it. I, I'm good. Solid. One more day. day. Who's it gonna kill? <laughs> uh, but, but you came you uh, you came from a big family, right? I came from a well. My my father left when I was in second grade. Sorry to bring that up. No, no, no. I was just trying to give you the back, background. Actually, okay. one of the first jokes I ever wrote was uh, my father left home when I was in second grade, never cheated on my mother. He used to cheat on me, pick up other kids after school, <laughs> take them to the zoo, take them to play ball. One day he came to me and he says, look, I got to love with you. I met another kid. For the first time in my life, I feel like a real father. I, I was on All My Children. I was you were? You know, All My Children? Yeah, I yeah was the soap that. opera. I was an extra on All My Children. Right. Not an extra, on Under Five. Yeah. You know what Under Five is? It means you got under you, five lines. Yeah. I mean, uh, and it's, so it means for the audience out there who are not actors, very few, you know, yeah, very yeah. few, I know that, but uh, I remember uh, it was a big deal to get an Under Five. Yeah. You could go from extra to Under Five. So I was a priest. And I don't know if you remember any of the characters. This is when, this is like really in the 80s or something, where uh, Erica and Tom were getting married, right. too, for any people who watch the show. And I was the priest, and my my lines were, body of Christ, blood of Christ, body of Christ, blood of Christ. So, you know, and you know, and then there was smoke coming in. It was a dream sequence. Yeah. Okay. Smoke coming on the floor. So I just started getting more and more like creepy. Almost Peter Lorre. Go, body of Christ, blood of Christ. Body of Christ, blood of Christ. Oh, body. Oh, blood. And we just got the giggles, you know. You're going like full, you're going like full Transylvania. Right. Oh, blah, 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 blah. Like you want to be memorable, right? Like you want to, exactly. That's the thing when you get those small parts. You're like, I got to make this count. People got to remember. Well, none of it priest. went on. <laughs> Shit, none of it. Uh, not well. Not not the goofing around part. Oh, okay. Well, one time I was uh, an extra in The Rich and Famous, mm-hmm. and it was Jacqueline Bissett and uh, no kidding, Candice Bergen. I think it was. Wow. And I was sick, right? And I was I was at Lincoln Center, and I was hiding in the bathroom, and I was sitting on the toilet with the with the top down, just sitting with my feet up, so the guy couldn't see me. He goes, "Who's in there?" And I go, "You know, like like he knows." I go, "It's me." <laughs> Like, it's me. What are you doing? But uh, so anyway, he put me out. He put me out there in the freezing cold. You allowed the curse on this? Yeah, do whatever yeah. you want. Oh, yeah. Okay. He put me out in the freezing cold, and I, w- I remember I was dead on camera, and she was Jacqueline Bissett was having kind of an affair with this young guy. Yeah. And they were right in front of me, but my head was right between them, my face. And all of a sudden, I started being conscious of how big my head was <laughs> and my face. And I tried to like I tried to not do anything. 
And by doing that, the director started laughing, right? He goes, what, what are you doing? I said, I'm really conscious of my face. I don't know what to do. Is there, you know, I said, take me out of the scene if you want because I can't help it. And then he, he eventually took me out of the scene, but I looked at the movie and it's still in the movie. Yeah, like if you ever watched Richard Famous, there's a scene where they go by a Salvation Army mm-hmm. uh, thing on, on, on a, you know, in Fifth Avenue, and you just see my Guido mug staring dead, <laughs> staring dead at the camera like I was just shot. But like, here's the thing about you, Dom, is that you have that knack to even make those parts totally memorable. Whether it be your part in uh, Big Lebowski or uh, on Seinfeld when you when when you when you're the prop comic. You're just a naturally funny dude. Like, like I don't need you disarming me by saying nice stuff. <laughs> if you do that, I've got nothing left. <laughs> well, you know, I'm just trying. I'm, I'm just trying to make a move, Dom. That's what, uh, well, that's you, what I'm saying. You don't have to worry about it. You're a sure thing, pal. <laughs> there you you're, go. You're in. I'll do whatever you want within reason. Within Cosby. <laughs> That, that that's gonna have to be a new thing now. Like, hey, so we're gonna hang out tonight. We're gonna have a couple of drinks. No Cosby. Do stuff. No, no Cosby. Yeah. No Cosby shit. No Cosby. Did you hear Jeff? No Ross, did you hear Jeff Ross's Cosby joke at the uh, store last night? What was it? He goes. Uh, he goes. I was with this girl. I wish I could do it, Jeff. You know, he's kind of got that voice. <laughs> and he goes. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'll just do that because that's as close as I can get. Okay. He goes uh, like a high pitched Ray Romano. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a little bit of <laughs> when he laughs, uh, and so he goes. Uh, this was this girl there, and I didn't go too well. Oh God, that, I shouldn't just. I'm going to stop doing that because that okay. sounds like a kid who's got some problems. <laughs> uh, but he goes, uh, I was with this girl the other night, and uh, she wasn't. Uh, it didn't go too well. She wasn't a fan of my Cosby impression. And you're thinking he just, you know. And then he goes, uh, he goes. Uh, why do you not like the coffee? Why is it making you sleepy? I put the roofie in the pudding pop. <laughs> and then he just kept going, and people were loving it, man. And that was the first real Cosby joke I think I'd heard. I did one the night before uh, at uh, on my show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was, um, I was raped by Bill Cosby from the sp- uh, early spring of 1979 till the fall of 1986. <laughs> and you know what bothers me? These big mouth blabbermouth women who are ratting them out which ruins it for the people like me who wanted to be raped by him <laughs> and I'll never, I'll never forget I got to the point where I could only come when he did the Fat Albert voice <laughs> <laughs> what, why uh, are we such sick people that, that we will see that story just go alright what can I do with this well, that's what we do. I mean, yeah. I, I, you know, we I, I, people know with any sense that we, you know, it's horrible what he did to women, and sure. nobody, nobody thinks it's funny. It's like right. when, when Tosh got in trouble on stage that night for saying, "Yeah, I, you know, I wish you were, I wish someone were here to rape you right now or something." Or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah. you know, that was my fault. That whole thing. That was your fault. Well, Why? It was partially, but largely my fault because he came in to get something to eat with me. Okay, we we're going to go next door. And he, I said, you want to go on? He goes, no, no, I'm done. I did two shows, and I had my own show today. I said, oh, come on, go on. So we were walking out, and Fraser's on, Fraser Smith, the MC's on stage. I go, Fraser, guess who's here? Tosh. Isn't that exciting? And the crowd goes crazy, right? Oh, God. And he goes, you motherfucker, to me. Like, <laughs> he didn't want to go up. No, he didn't want to go. He just wanted to eat. Funny. And then he goes up, and, and, you know, because he's famous, people took umbrage to what he said. And, right. you know, of course he's kidding. I mean, I had to go on yeah. TV the next day. In L.A., I go, don't you think he's a comedian? Do you think he really thinks? Why do they take what we say so, like, of all the people to take what is said, like, literally and to offense? Like, why are we under such a microscope of, like, can you believe yeah. what what this person said? Like, they're forgetting to put the label comedian in well, front yeah. of Well, yeah. I mean, if, uh, the Laugh Factory uh, has obviously a big sign that says Laugh Factory on it. <laughs> yes. You know, obviously, you guys both work there. 
And Maggie, uh, the new, uh, yeah. you know, Maggie, yep. she's running the tech stuff. She called me and asked me if it was okay to put that online, that what I, that joke I just did about mm-hmm. Cosby. And I said, yeah, as long as they know I'm kidding, as long as they see the Laugh Factory thing. Right. You know, I'm not even worried about getting sued. You can't, it's very hard to sue comedians. Right? Yeah. I, I, slander. I, I mean, did Michael Richards get sued? Uh, uh, no, but his career got destroyed. <laughs> for, yeah. Well, I think he paid him off. What I heard was he paid off a lot of people. And I don't know have any proof of that, and sure. I don't hold me to that in court. But I already he gave to churches and stuff yeah. to make make amends. Well, I, I think I think people come after comics because we're the because we're the people that aren't saying what everyone else is going along with. Like right. it, it's literally our job to find to find those news stories and go, all right, well, what's like what's funny about this tragedy? What how yeah. how can I make people laugh about that? And yet, if you take someone literal, like if you take someone's act. Literally, then yeah, it's yeah. gonna be it's it's gonna be horrendous stuff. But well, you of course, it's can. gotta be mean to something. Sure, I mean, like they say, like Seinfeld is is considered a, a very brilliant, like unoffensive comedian. Would mm-hmm. you Would you agree? Sure, yeah. And yet, he basically talks about how dumb people are. Mm-hmm. So you know, anybody can get offended. I remember Bob Oderkirk. Was, yeah, yeah, from uh, Mr. Show yeah. and uh, uh, Breaking Bad. Yeah, he came to see me with a couple other comedians. I was at Caroline's. So he, him and I had done this heckling thing, and it was, I thought it was so interesting what he said, because he's heckling me, and I said something about chicken. Okay. And he goes, hey, man, that's not funny. My grandmother died eating chicken. In other words, anything can offend you. <laughs> yeah, right. Anything, Jeez. you know, if you, yeah. if you don't let it go. Yeah, I, my grandmother died. That's incredible. Like, it, yeah. <laughs> I guess everybody comes in with their own like set of rules for yeah. what's like kosher to to joke about. I was in San Antonio and this uh woman she she said I liked all the stuff you did except for the women things, you know. And my girlfriend got really offended by it. She goes, "Well, how can you she said the whole thing's a joke." Well, you know, and, and I hate when comedians have to go only kidding, folks. You should <laughs> that should be w- w- understood. Yeah. Either you're only cuz somebody said this to me, they go, Man, you're nothing like you are on stage. I'm thinking, what a bore I'd be if I was like I am on stage. I'm right? Annoying. <laughs> yeah. I said, first of all, if I was, you, you would hate me. Yes. And secondly, I get punched in the fucking face <laughs> for being wise to people. Yeah. You know? Sure. Hey, nice shirt, pal. It's too crazy. It's my shirt bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is this the yeah. first time you've done your shirt bit on a podcast? <laughs> well, you know, it's, uh, I don't know if you know John Manfrotti. But he was a comedian, and he did a lot of Raymond. Everybody loves Raymond shows, and he said that to me one day. He goes, "We're watching football," and he goes, "Yeah, I did that bit last night at the Improv. You know, where'd you get your shirt, pal? What did the Sears blow up?" And he goes, uh, "I got nothing." I go, "Well, doesn't that tell you something? It deserves nothing. It's not fucking funny. I don't even get it." You know what? There, there is that thing where it, it, it is the it is the audience that is the true barometer of what is and what isn't funny. When a, when a comic comes out stage, he goes, "Man, I don't know why they don't think like yeah. I don't know why they don't that why that didn't work." All right, well, it didn't. So right. it didn't it's work. Not good. So it's not. They don't have a conspiracy against you, right? I was in uh, Vegas and. Uh, it's the early days of the comedy store, and this guy Jimmy Brogan. Do you remember him? Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, opened up for right. Leno. Yeah, yeah. He's kind of you know Jimmy's kind of a fuddy duddy, yeah. almost like old lady kind of guy. Yeah, and I like him. <laughs> no, no. Oh, <laughs> just kidding. But, uh, he uh, he went on stage. He was emceeing, and me and Harry Basil were on the show. Oh, nice. And he goes, yeah. uh, I said, "How's the crowd?" He goes, "They're so stupid." He says, "They're idiots. They don't get anything." He says, "But they'll love you and Harry." <laughs> 
<laughs> In other words, you're idiotic. Yeah, that, con- that condescending shit. When did you? Uh, when did stand up start to become something you wanted to jump into? What was it? Uh, first grade. Oh shit! Yeah, I was in. Uh, I was in first grade and uh, at a Catholic school in South Philadelphia, St. Nicholas of Tolentine. And this, this nun, uh, I was being funny in the class. And she Don't. goes, you think you're funny? You see how funny you are in front of the eighth grade, right? And she didn't realize that she was dealing with a kid who had had something that, you know, comedically. Yeah. Right. So she brought me upstairs to the eighth grade and the fucking desks were as high as I was. Literally, you know, you remember how eighth graders look like men and women to us? When oh, we were of in first course, grade? yeah. Yeah, that lasted until I was in 12th grade there, Dom. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, <Yeah>. asshole. <laughs> but I did really well, and I had to work clean because it was a Catholic school. <laughs> right. But I did stand up, you know, like, yeah. I, what? I don't know what I said, but I got them laughing, and she was foiled, you know, she didn't know what to do. That's like, right. Incredible. Her whole thing and backfired, and I always knew that. I always related to those guys. I mean, I know it sounds crazy, but like I, I would see Woody Allen and these guys and think, you know, like I was one of them for no reason. That's I mean, because I was funny in school. But what were you doing that was that got you the confidence in first grade to go? I can, I can take this to. I'm tired of doing these first grade open mics. I can do the eighth grade Carnegie Hall. Like what was? I no, I don't know. I just uh, like how were you making kids laugh? Do you remember? Yeah, just busting balls. Yeah, okay. That's, mm-hmm. I mean, the Breaking Ball show is closest to me as, and you know, some people really like kind of don't get it like freddie stoller was on the other night you know who he is yeah freddie uh brad do you know freddie yeah he wrote that episode of seinfeld where they uh, just buy me lunch oh okay jerry okay. He, you know gives jerry the suit mm-hmm. and there were a couple things that i think freddie got a little hurt at and then he realized you know because i was saying just about how much stronger the show was going to be once he was gone and <laughs> you know like it was a good warm-up for them and right all this bullshit and uh, i mean part of it was true it was made it funny but he he said he called me up because I realized the name of the show is Breaking Balls. You know, well that's you know. He called you the next day. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I just got considering just considering all those just, jokes you told last night. I've, I finally had an epiphany. I thought you were just being mean. <laughs> I was on stage last night, John Campanelli. Yeah. Who is really a nervous wreck, unhappy guy? <laughs> it makes you want to hug the guy. You know, it's like yeah. let it lighten up. Yeah. And he start going, I got to quit this. And he goes, there's so many people here that will never come back because of me. You know, oh, what do you God, say to that? Geez. Well, you have a point. <laughs> <laughs> don't beat yourself up yeah. over it. You'll find something you're good at. Yeah, just say true. True. Yeah, true. <laughs> true that. It, but, but you've always been that guy. Like I, I've seen you hold court uh, upstairs at the Laugh Factory a lot. And I think comics... Uh, they they naturally just sort of gather around you and just kind of and just kind of wait for you to bust on them the same the, the same way they would with like a Don Rickles or something. Well, you know what I like about that whole scene is that uh, how integrated we are and how mm-hmm. people just sit down. You know, you don't have to sit at the black table or the white table or the right. Asian table. It's right. like you know we just hang. Was there a time when it was like that? No, I'm just saying because people don't realize how they always try and pit us against each other. Yeah, and. Uh, you know, I've had people go, you know, I like you and him, but I hated that other guy. I said, well, the other guy's a really good friend of mine. So, yeah. You know, if you don't mind. Also, he's very funny. He's very successful. You yeah. just happen to not like his right. flavor. Right. But they always think they're doing, making a, some kind of... <laughs> like it was a grand, competition for them. Yeah. Always a competition and a grand gesture saying that they got to put somebody else down to even bring you up higher. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You, yeah. You, you were my you, favorite oh. of the night. And it's like, okay, well, don't yeah, yeah. say that for the other guys. I'm always like, yeah. Brad's right there. It's his, <laughs> he's, he's the headliner. Like, stop. Have some respect. Uh, I first started out, we were doing a gig at Yale. And uh, they had a little little bar by across the street from Yale, and they, uh, 
this lady came up to me and she said, you know, really, uh, I'm offended by the way you talk about Italians. I said, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. I said, you know, I'm Italian. She goes, oh, I thought you were Jewish. <laughs> so, so, and, so, that, and now so, it made so it okay. Now it's okay, yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, Geraldo had some old, kind of similar, where Who? he would... Greg Giraldo. Oh, 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 did you know Greg well? Oh yeah, of course. And he was he was one of my favorites. Yeah, he had this bit that was like, uh, people will like almost feel like they're doing you a favor by like when they find out you're, um, like oh you're uh what was he like oh you're a Latino or what was Greg he was right he was Cuban like, Spanish yeah 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 it's like they're, they're almost like they're doing like paying you a compliment like oh you're uh, you're Spanish oh cool you look good you're good yeah I thought you were <laughs> you know <laughs> I thought I thought you were El Salvadorian yeah, but yeah. oh okay you look okay. good good for you you're doing well yeah. <laughs> why not you've overcome so much yeah you know it just hit me the fact that so many of my favorite comedians died it's depressing and they're not even old right. I mean, it's Gre- scary. Greg, you say Greg and Mitch Hedberg. Yeah, you know them real well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mitch Hedberg was, you know, we used to work together. Anytime I could work with him, I did. I mean, until, you know, until he started headlining. And he was, he was. What was that like when he first, like, just hit the scene? I mean, was it. I just thought he was brilliant from, from day one, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, I, I didn't know the, the. I knew he was bad, but I didn't know he was that bad. You know, in terms of the drugs from, and yeah. stuff. We were in, uh, in Kilkenny. And That's you know, he, Ireland, right? He kind of like he kind of looked at me like a big brother, and he would go, you know, because you know, I was worried about his alcohol intake and all. And I'm a fucking drinker too. It's yeah. not mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm judging him. And one day he says to me, he goes, I'm not going to drink all day. I said, Good for you, man. Just, you know, that's cool. The one day at a time, whatever theory works for you. He said, because tonight I want to drink absinthe, oh, which is like, you know, it's yeah, like, it's yeah. A, what alcohol? It's like a hallucinogenic alcohol. Right. It's nuts. I, I said, he says, I want to feel what the buzz feels like from the beginning. I don't want to like already be high because I won't know the buzz. Oh, God. I said, well, I see you're setting your goals, your, lo- <laughs> your go- very lofty goals. <laughs> it, it, People were just freaking out at him yeah. huh, when he first hit the scene. I mean, because no, nobody was writing like he was kind of. Huh? Well, yeah. I mean, he was really old school yeah. jokes with a young hip look yeah. and, a, and a very interesting delivery. Yeah. You know, uh, what's one of the classic jokes about him would be the, uh, you know, I used to do a lot of drugs. I still do, but I used to, too. <laughs> remember that? Yeah. I remember begging to get him on uh, Full Frontal Comedy. I did the show Oh yeah. in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, the kid's fucking good. Trust me. And he gets on and he does that line about it. He says, you know, no, no matter how much I realize, how much I practice tennis, I'll never be as good as the wall. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've, I have, it's very weird how people don't believe me. When I had this show called uh, Supreme Court of Comedy. Yeah, it was incredible. They wanted all these old fucks, uh, Paul Mooney. And uh, I go, what about some young guys? You know, and I said, and, they, you know, and I gave them Tosh and uh, Russell Peters. And they didn't yeah. want them. What? They didn't want either one of those guys. And now, and now they're two of the biggest oh, yeah. stars on the planet. But I mean, I got, I finally got them in. Yeah. And, and Daniel, I worked with him since he was a teenager. You know, I yeah. know him from West Palm Beach. He was always good. Mm-hmm. He was good. I mean, I remember his first joke was, you know, my mom. Uh, I, oh, I got, I got a bad back. My mom says because I have such a huge cock. <laughs> <laughs> I go, I like this kid. Yeah. <laughs> this kid's got balls and apparently a cop too. <laughs> it's yeah, that, great. That comedy court show was great. It was you were the uh, judge right. and you had comics representing real like cases, right? Yeah. I mean, I small claims court cases. It was like, funny. It was incredible. And it was in front of a live audience. It was like yeah. the, uh, basically like the people who were attending the, the uh, trial. And, but it was like, they were like a comedy audience. Yeah. Well, and your banter with the, um, uh, uh, the, um, 
the lawyers? Yes. Or the, you know? Yeah. It, it, it's funny because uh, uh, my dad was an attorney, and I would watch him in court, and then to watch and then to watch your show. There's not too much of a difference <laughs> between lawyers and comedians. Yeah. There really isn't, and uh, and a really intelligent an comedian yeah. because of yeah. the theatrics of it all. Huh? Yes, yeah. it's an act. It's all it's it, it's all grandiose expression. Performance. And, and and in order to be funny. Uh, cer- certainly, with the facts that were presented to these guys, you had to be intelligent. Ju- ju- just the same way to be a good lawyer, you ha- yeah. you ha- you, ha- you have to be intelligent. And comics argue with audience members all the time. So yeah, they like, argue with other comics all the time. Yeah, so we have to be quick. Yeah, it- it's weird how it's a very similar skill set. It was interesting. You know, like an improv compared to regular stand up, it's different chops. Yeah, yeah. Well, this was also like a little bit different chops and. One of the best I had on there who was so prepared was John Lovitz. Really? Well, he studied with his, he he went and studied the case with his brother-in-law who was a lawyer and poor Kevin Pollack who's very talented. Yeah. But he's you know, he was doing like uh the, the like you know, these old uh like impressions out of Alan Arkin and stuff like that. He's, you know, Alan, right? Go, like Kevin, these kids are seventeen. They don't know yeah. Alan Arkin. So yeah, so it's like a, a kid got accused of stealing a Slim Jim, and he's doing a Peter Falk impression. Right. You're like, eh, yeah. maybe, and he's not great. Quite. He's yeah, great no, he's, what he's he really talented. But the thing is, uh, what's his name? Destroyed him. Love it. Love it. Love it. Destroyed him. It was like so. I mean, and Kevin and I, well, I've been on his show since and stuff. We're buddies. Yeah. But it was just you know he 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 didn't realize how prepared somebody could be, and neither did I. Right. I never saw anybody like Lovitz, and Lovitz was so funny that you couldn't even get mad. Kevin would say something, he goes, "Shut up, shut up, you <laughs> impudent fool! Your underwear is sawed, you alcoholic fag." <laughs> That's Lovitz. No, yeah, Lovitz. Uh, <laughs> shut up, you fool! <laughs> That's good. You stole his slim jim. <laughs> I've got like one and a half impressions. That just yeah, has yeah. to be one of them. <laughs> yeah, but I mean. <laughs> It's all. It was such a fun show to watch, and it's always fun to see. It's. I think like every audience member just wants to be hanging out with comics and witness comics and see and and see what the, and see what those green rooms are like. And that show kind of gave them an opportunity because you guys were all bantering, but then there just happened to be this like a court case going on. Yeah, well, and I lo- I loved you being at the uh, judge. It was very like symbolic of you, kind of like. In comedy, because it's like everybody knows you, everybody loves you, you're always funny, and uh, that's super rare. Well, thanks, to be doing, brother. to be, uh, to be, I mean, when was the first time you went on the Tonight Show in what, 1989? 86. 86. Uh, what was that like? Fucking horrible. <laughs> <Was> <laughs> it really terrifying. I remember looking into the hills at Burbank, yeah. looking back, and I thought, I just wanted to run. Like you know, like in the cartoons where you, the guy runs through the wall, like just he leaves his imprint, <laughs> just the outline. Yeah. I wonder. I really. I was so. I mean, I, I never get headaches. I had such a fucking headache. I was so sick because it was like all this pressure comes to that. It's funneled into that one moment, mm-hmm. you know. And and I, plus, I didn't know if Ed McMahon was mad at me because I did an Ed McMahon joke for a couple of years before that because right. about Star Search. Oh shit. And I found out subsequently that he was not only not mad, but thought it was hilarious. Nice. But the joke was, uh, I, you know, at Star Search, I met Ed McMahon, and what do I say to him? He's been in the business 35 years. Do I call him Ed? Do I call him Mr. Ed? Do I call him Mr. E, Mr. Eddie? Mr. You big, fat, lucky, talentless hump. 
kissing, kissing Johnny's ass for the last 30 years. Budweiser sucking, outpost slinging, nothing. What do you do? I don't mean that in a bad way. Just kidding. Yeah. But, you know, but he came right before the show went on. He, he, like, he shook my hand but pulled me towards him. But it was affectionate. But yeah. I thought, fucking every man's going to slide me. He's a big right dude. Before I go He's on. an army dude. Yeah. yeah. But it wasn't, it wasn't fun. I mean... It was too much pressure to be fun. It was a, it was a relief to be. It was like the imprimatur of comedy in those days. Yeah, I mean now now you see all the different avenues that comics can make it, whether it be YouTube yeah. or podcasts or Twitter or whatever. Pretty much back then, it was get on the Tonight Show, have have Johnny. This makes or breaks. Yeah. yeah. What, what did he do? Did Johnny wink at you? Did he yeah. bring you over? That was like you know right. all the the rites of passage. Sure, and then and then that and. Because you've been hearing those stories, that's in your head right before you go on stage. Like, oh my God, if Johnny doesn't wink at me, if, yeah. John, if, if Johnny doesn't wave me over to the couch, I'm done. Like, my career's over in show business. Did you ever hear about the guy? Uh, I can't remember his name. He's a real drunk guy from Boston. Gee, there's an oxymoron. <laughs> <laughs> real Jew who loves money. Who's that guy? Yeah, I don't Ed know. Weinstein? Yeah. Never really knows it down. But he was on, and he was always drunk, and he was on, and he was doing pretty well, but he didn't follow the light, so he didn't get off. Okay. Right? So he stayed on for like eight minutes, oh. which, you know, it's a lot of time on television. It's like a four time. or five minute set you yeah, have to yeah. keep to. And so Johnny had to call him over because they, had the, they didn't have enough time for the next guest. So it looked like <gasps> from, you know, the, the, from a, the audience's standpoint that he did great. And, of course, they never had him back again. Right, God. right. Oh, yeah, you they're double going, your They're time. waving to him, and he's just oblivious, you know. Get the fuck off. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I, uh, I once had a I once had a guest spot go on, and uh, for the, for, the, for those of you who don't know, uh, the normal order is like host, feature, headliner. And I once had a comic come up to me. Feature is the kindest word for middle act. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it is, isn't it? And uh, th- this guy came up to me. He's like, Brad, uh, you know, I'm a fan. Could I please have a guest spot? Do time? I said, Yes, absolutely. Do three five minutes. The guy did 15 minutes. Oh, Everyone was like waving cell phones at him. Oh, and like, oh. I finally had to walk on stage. Right. I asked him, I, I said, hey, man, give me a high five. He high fives me. I go, all right, tag, you're out. And then I just took the microphone. <laughs> and, then he, and, and then he got mad at me. He's like, what the fuck you had to do that for? It's like, you, you did 15 minutes. Yeah, well, well right? Enriquez did that to me once at a charity. Paul he says, did? you mind if I go on? I'm just going to do five minutes. Yeah. The 25 minutes. Oh, shit. I said, Paul, you're fucking rude. I said, if you'd done, if you were doing poorly, you've been off in two minutes. Right. So you were doing great, so you did 25, you know. Yeah. I mean, what do you think about uh, guys that really just, uh, that, that, when I see people that just don't, that run the light like excessively, or, and they either, at this point, you know. If you're on these shows, I feel like you know. And it's, and it's to say, I don't know where the light is, or, oh man, did you light me? Or just to not, usually what happens is people just don't address it. They get off and, if they've done well, it's almost like it's really, it doesn't it matter. It really pisses me off. <clears throat> and it pisses me off when people bump people. Mm-hmm. I mean, somebody came up to me and said, listen, man, my, I, my, my wife's having a baby. i got to get out of here. Can I do 10 minutes? Of course. <laughs> yeah, you know. obviously. Also, you'd be like, why, why don't you just go to the hospital? Yeah. Like, what, are, what are you getting? <laughs> I was these, just using an example. <laughs> what are you getting these shirt bits out for? <laughs> I got this great umbilical cord bit. I have to try it right now before I get to the hospital. <laughs> It's going to kill in the delivery room, but I have to try it out. I remember having this argument with Robin Williams to be a name dropper. Mm -hmm. I said, you come in, fucking people have their own lives. Do you understand that their lives are just as important to them as yours is to you? And you do 45 minutes about dick jokes and stuff. It's not like you even work on anything. Yeah. And he he got it, you know. Was Robin, uh, you knew him well too, yeah? Yeah. uh, How would you guys, I mean, would you bust his balls? 
Yeah, on stage. Yeah. We used to do improvs together a lot. But oh, I, sure. I really liked him. I, you know, good guy. Really, you know, you know what I loved about him? He never fucking bragged. He yeah. never bragged. I mean, he, he and, would come. And, and the guy who had everything to brag about. Yeah, so I didn't need to. I remember Eddie Murphy would come in with his entourage and yeah. all, like he was Elvis, and he'd have guys with walkie-talkies ahead of each other. Eddie's coming, and this Robin would just come in with his pea coat on or his hands in his pockets. Say, hey, guys, can I sit here? Yeah, Robin, good to see you. Nothing, nothing, not a bone of pretension about him. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just kept hearing about it at the memorial at the store, how everybody just, how good of a guy he was. And I mean, all the generous Terrific guy, gestures yeah. he was doing for people financially and, and just, you know, emotionally. And uh, I know, you know, I did a, a podcast with him. Rick Overton uh, was asked me to be on, and then Robin found out I was on, so he said, Can he join? I said, Of course, you know. <laughs> yeah. And uh, no, Robin, you're not ready for this. <laughs> <laughs> I got this. <laughs> got any more credits? <laughs> But uh, he was just so terrific. And he was a guy like, in this group, the three of us, he would be okay. But if you had one more or two more people, then he had to go into his act. Where okay. the, the spoon is talking to the knife, you know. That right, kid. right, right. Oh, why don't you... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to ask, when did he... When could he kind of turn it down? Because I feel like he's a natural funny dude. Like, all of us, like, we're having a conversation. But when a funny moment... Per- uh, you know, introduces itself, you jump on it. Because yeah. it's, just, it's just how your mind works. But he could... He could stay like that until there were multiple people, and then he felt like that was an audience, and he needed yeah, that. he could really he had that need. It was, and the thing is, he, we had really a lot of fun doing improvs because I told him one time he he like kind of just ran all over me and just louder than me and all. And I I talked to him after I was going, Robin, Robin, listen, if you want to do improvs with me, because I was in an improv group, yeah, right? I was yeah. in a really good group. I go, if you want to do improvs with me, you got to listen. I said, you're you're already Robin Williams, you're already fucking Mork. Nobody knows me. <laughs> I said, so if you t- if you run around and talk louder to me and do this shit, it's just going to be bad improv. Yeah, and I don't want to do it. Yeah. Do I, I don't expect anything from you. Remember saying, I know I don't expect you to get me something. I just want to do improvs for the moment of the fun. He understood that, and after that, we always had good improv. It's awesome. It's, yeah. it's, it's so great that you were able to just like because so because so so many people would just be caught up in the moment and kind of smile and nod. Be like, dude, just yeah. What do let, I give yeah. a fuck? It's like let me, yeah, let, yeah. Let me have fun. That's all. I mean, one time we were on stage at the Improv in New York, and he said something really fast, and they laughed. I go, that didn't even make sense <laughs> to him, like in his ear. Yeah. I get, like in a low whisper, I go, that didn't even make sense. He goes, if you say it fast, they laugh, they laugh anyway. <laughs> <laughs> they think they missed it. <laughs> that was, yeah, I mean, that was, I feel like, you know, I don't know what percentage of the time I feel like Robin Williams would do shit that people were so just in awe of that they were just like, with Robin, so it has to be laughing, funny. They'd be yes. laughing, thinking they, they didn't get it. So much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and you did, and you worked with Rodney a lot too, right? Well, I didn't. I, I hung with him more yeah. than I worked with him. I mean, it, it just it just seems like everyone's got a great Rodney story. That he he was such a character. Oh yeah, it's like you're all right, kid. You're all right. <laughs> I did one of his last movies with him, and he was kind of getting grumpy, you know, in those days, mm-hmm. like he was like hitting eighty. Yeah, and I said. Uh, we're doing the movie, and we do a sh- we do a, a shot, and this guy Harry Basil was the director. He goes, yeah. all right, we're going to take that again, and then we're going to move on. And he goes, and Rodney, he's looking to me for like sympathy. He goes, what, what do we got to do it over for, Harry? What the fuck? How many times <laughs> you got to do it? I said, I'm Rodney, it's a movie. You have to do it over. If you didn't do it over, then we could shoot the whole film in an hour and a half <laughs> instead of three weeks. Right, right, right. 
Oh, you're all right, kid. <laughs> Last time I saw him, uh, I went up to see him at his house, and uh, mm-hmm. I knew that it was a serious thing. You know, he's very funny. He goes, uh, if everything goes right, I'll be out in about two weeks. If it goes wrong, I'll be out in about an hour. <laughs> <laughs> till the end. Oh, till the end. Yeah. Till the end. He's it, always writing. It, it, it's funny because you see the guys that do it, like, like, it's so funny that non-comics uh, are able to look at comedians and say, oh, so when are you going to retire? It's like, we don't. I know. You can't. How long are you going to do this? <laughs> Somebody said to me, a fucking idiot, they go, why do, you, why do you work so much? I go, well, you know, to improve. And to, yeah. you know, they go, but how much, you know, how much more do you think you're going to improve? I go, I don't know, but I got a long way to fucking go. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's, I don't, I don't know. Well, I love these, like, I love these friends that want you just to limit yourself <laughs> yeah. and settle. Yeah. Hey, why are you working so hard and trying to advance yourself right. and make yeah. your life better? Are Jesus, the, are slow down. The, are those the same friends that pitch you bits? They're like, hey, you know what would be funny to do <laughs> yeah, is uh, do something know. about all this, uh, how airplane prices are getting expensive. That's funny, yeah. You know, now, you, could, you're could the you, comedian. You make it funny. Yeah, you make it funny. <laughs> I, when I first started out, there was a guy, Turtle Tyrell, he was a fucking Phil alcoholic brother of mine and he goes I got something man he said I think you can use it you know when you take vitamin B and your pee is like orange and yellow I go yeah he goes could you use that <laughs> I said first of all the bit writes itself so why would I be selfish enough to use it when you could start a whole career based on the color of your urine uh, and, and you've been like you've been doing gigs, and you've been doing this. You've been in this business for so long. I've been killing, kill, kill, kill. <laughs> I crushed. I destroyed. <laughs> what, what, what's the strangest gig that you ever had to do? Because uh, I imagine you've had your fill. I went into a place. I was with this uh, blonde at the time, this daffy blonde. And uh, we go in. That's not really important to the story. You just wanted to say that you were with a hot blonde. No, no, because <laughs> it's part of the getaway. Oh, okay. She was a very good driver. She was the, she was the getaway, literally the getaway driver. Uh, I get I see the it's all these women. I I don't know if they're Pakistani or Indian, but they all had those saris on and the dots in their right, head. Right, right. Yeah. There were only a couple men there, and I say to the guy who was the band leader who booked me, I said, "Are you sure you saw my act?" He says, "I saw your HBO special." I said, "Well, I don't think I should do that material here." He says, "Listen, man, I booked you for it." He says, "Do what you do, you know." It's uh, you know. I said, "All right," and I'm, I'm like fucking dying up there. And then I said something about the cow, which I forgot was sacred to them. Uh-huh. Says fat fucking cow, you know, something like this. <laughs> and the guy stands up and he's clutching his chest. I'm thinking this fucking guy's gonna go down. <laughs> you don't talk that way in front of my people. You know, he's like, oh, oh shit. Yeah. So I just like, I remember the whole thing becoming slow motion. Like I'm thinking, I'm fucking out of here. I'm gonna <laughs> kill this guy. They're not laughing. They hate me. They're all in these dresses. So I'm, I'm, I'm like like running out, da 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 da, da. and I, I the guy hands me twenty five hundred dollars, with like a baton, like a baton, <laughs> <laughs> and, my, and my girlfriend, I go, I go the car, she, she goes fucking hops in the car, grabs it up, and I jump into the, I know, this is when I was in better, much better shape, I jump into the fucking front seat, and we're out of there. Oh shit, perfect. We're cows like in the rearview mirror, like chasing yeah. you with pitchforks. <laughs> <laughs> that was good to make a that gesture a for the count. radio. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. Great impression. Uh, and, and then, and then you all, in, you you say you had that moment uh, with with them, but you're usually really good internationally. Like you've done so many festivals, and you love going like uh, yeah, yeah, the Kilkenny one, right? Kilkenny's my favorite. Yeah, that's. Uh, I, I love uh, Sydney <clears throat> and all those. Uh, is, is there a is there a difference between the audiences all over? No, I find the biggest difference between. Uh, 
uh, you know, some of the, some of the, uh, which I don't play much, but some of the American uh, South cities, mm-hmm. they really want a different kind of humor, and you know, that's their prerogative. I mean, sure. I, uh, I don't. I, I would. I I would change much more stuff for Columbia, South Carolina, than I would for Kilkenny, Ireland. Really? Much more. Well, I wouldn't change anything for Kilkenny. They, they get everything. <laughs> oh. They just, we're just not on the same wavelengths, you know. Mm-hmm. What was that? What you just went, went over like to spit and didn't spit? Oh no, because uh, I had to sniff for my nose. I didn't want to do it in the microphone, so oh. you wouldn't hear a like you oh, want to do yeah. that. It was just the weirdest move. I don't know if he was having some kind of conniption. <laughs> His head turned and he went. <laughs> Dom do, do, do sees a midget's head move suddenly. He's like, oh, the magic's about to happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah, who knows if two sniffs is before the coins start falling. You know, that they, uh, you know they, they bleep me saying midget on... Uh, Get out. On, um, on Oprah? No, uh, <laughs> on um, Jimmy Jimmy Fallon's show before it was on NBC. Before oh, it was uh, a late night. night show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I looked it up, and it's not an offensive word. No, it's not. I don't know why my people get so upset about it. I, 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 I really have no idea. I don't get. Well, you know by why? It. Because people get fucking offended over anything. I never understood people getting appalled by calling them a stewardess instead of a flight attendant. Right. I don't know what you know. Like I don't know what the difference is. You work here. You, you pick up trash. You sent you a nice yeah. test. You're the only one here who can get me diet sprite. Right. Yeah. I don't care if you're wearing a fucking you know nurse's care. outfit or a fucking. Toboggan. Yeah, I mean, like, like, you know, you're like, wearing a sled on your head. Hey, that's what I'm, you know I'm trying they, to make a point. I don't okay, care. As okay. long as you bring me my beverage. Point, point taken. Point well taken. You know, they say server instead of waiter or waitress now. Yeah. To me, server is more demeaning than waiter or waitress. Right. A thousand percent. A yeah. server sounds like. Serve a, me, bitch. Yes, right. well, I added yeah. a bitch. It makes it more offensive. Yeah, but, yeah. I like that. <laughs> Yeah, I like, the, I like to heighten things. That's you gotta improv. stop beating our bitches. I was, I was, wor- I was working in, uh, in, in Montreal. Uh, I feel yeah. like a bragger today. No, Sorry, no, no. go for it. This is this what you do when you got great stories. I, yeah, I was, my, I was hosting this thing called New Faces in yeah. Montreal. Yeah, it's the one and, of the biggest shows in the Montreal Comedy Festival. Yeah, and this young black kid who really did well. He's from Brooklyn. I never mm-hmm. saw him before or after, huh. but he did really well. He did like his seven minutes, and then he walked uh, downstage left. I'm thinking, where the fuck's he going? Because it's like the furthest place for me to get him off. Right. And I like getting guys off after a set. <laughs> Come on, is this thing on? <laughs> like it relaxes them. <laughs> Spit in my hand, will you, kid? <laughs> anyway, don't, don't make he, eye which, contact. He gets up there and he goes, "I just gotta say something, guys, men. We have to stop beating our bitches. <laughs> it's wrong to beat the bitch. I'm not saying a motherfucker don't deserve it sometimes, but it's wrong." And then he gets off. <laughs> and I Closer. Saw, I go on, and you know, like a lot of people there knew me because I'm doing it so much. I yeah. said, "Well, that was very profound." <laughs> you know, we, we didn't need that comedy set when the man teaches us. And like I said, the thing that's funny about him—he didn't even know that calling women bitches was offensive. Yeah, yeah. he just was thought he was trying to make a point. Yeah, we gotta stop. You got any water? Yeah, I got you. We gotta yeah. stop beating our bitches. Thanks, brother. And, and, and you've seen and you've seen that kind of stuff, whether it be Montreal or in the Edinburgh Comedy Festival. Like you, like you see the trends come and go. Is is there any trend that you that in comedy you just don't understand? You're like, I don't understand why this works or why it's this funny or why or why people are so attracted to it. No, I, not a trend as much as some people who who make it and some people who don't uh-huh. like why they have fans what they do you know it's like sure. uh, I'll give you a good example Ian Edwards right right now Ian Edwards is a brilliant writer yeah and he's a terrific comedian sure thank you brother yeah. 
And I just don't understand why he, why why Ian doesn't have more of a career. And I'm not putting him down because he's a good writer and yeah. everything. But you and know, I can't. He always out. works, but he should absolutely be more famous. And yeah. and uh, I think his most recent album. Look, did he gave himself really the well. bottle. He gave me this pick of water. No, this is. I had to get rid of it. That's better water anyway. This is some <laughs> weird pressed juicery water. You don't you. want that. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, hey. Not defensive, I just got to put my water in my own house. That's, that's never happened before. That's that Spanish fly you gave me? <laughs> Why would you guys want to put me to, sh- to sleep to end the show? Well, you know, <laughs> have a little fun later. Sure. You know what happens? Not. Just speaking about learning about yourself the other day, I got walked in on, um, do you uh, shit publicly or you only do it at home? If I have to. Yeah. I, yeah. This, is a, this Some, was an emergency. I'll go into a stall. Yeah, this was an emergency. Yeah. I was at a coffee bean. Oh, yeah, it's, oh, it's horrible. Somebody opened the door. No even like jiggle shake of the handle. Just straight up like they busted in like they also had right. shit. Right. I've never. That's never happened to me. Like never. In 32 years of life, I haven't gotten busted in on <clears throat> in a stall. Especially one that's like a single. Like, you know, in a whole bathroom with their stalls, that's, you know, you can hear them coming in. Right. This was just like, you know, All there's one bathroom. Boom. So you only have. You know, oh, yeah. the door opens and you respond. And I literally go, no, please don't. <laughs> I heard myself say, no, please don't, as the person came in. What did, and then I start thinking, as, and then he, he goes, oh, fuck, and closed it. And I was like, well, don't act surprised. Like, what I was doing shouldn't be happening. Right. And then I thought, thinking, no, please don't. What did I think he was going to do? Right. Stab me? Take the toilet paper? Shit on you? Shit on, no, sit, hey, sit on top of me like I'm not even there. He's like, I got to go too, man. Hey, well, well, maybe he's like the T-Rex, and his vision was based on movement. <laughs> so he just wanted to make sure that he flagged him down. But it was a it was a sad and enlightening moment where I was like, "Fuck, man!" No, like, that's because yeah. you want to think I'm those- in here. <laughs> <laughs> But Don't pull. I'm in here. Yeah, you get to learn a lot about yourself oh, in those goodness. moments. Well, what, what, what's sad is as, as you're describing that, I'm thinking, man, that has happened to me so many times. Because literally, when I'm doing, oh yeah, your legs are up. Yeah, when, I, when I'm taking a shit, my my legs don't go below the door. Oh, wow. So people don't know I'm in there. They just fucking oh, come that's in, funny. and then it's always they always like. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if they think they win, they won a prize. Like they kick open the door, they see a midget. They're like, all right, what did I win? <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm like a, a five cane with a little foot on it. <laughs> put <down. laughs> well, I had to go so bad the other That's night. My foot cane. <laughs> I went to the gym. Oh, I went to the great. gym and I didn't know if I was going to make it or not because I've been taking this coconut oil. Okay. To dude, try and enough with it. the bragging, dude. <laughs> you yeah, can right. afford sweet it. oils, we man. We get it. So uh, I go to the gym and I'm like trying to lift weights and I couldn't make it anymore. And then I and then I go downstairs. And I go, do I want to shit in the gym? No. And then I just pinched it for oh. the next ten minutes. <laughs> oh God! And continue to lift. No, oh, no, okay. I, couldn't, I couldn't lift. I, I was couldn't say. I was, it's I was, coming I out of there. Are you band. kidding me? Dom's a badass. He doesn't want to waste time. Yeah. No. He's, got, he, he's got shit to do, literally. How's the lifting uh, going and the, uh, the coconut oil and stuff? <laughs> I got a bad shoulder. I tore my shoulder in Perth. Huh? Bragging. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> you know, I got these shoes in Paris. <laughs> I was wondering. When I, when, I, when, I, when I was climbing Mount Everest, I really tore up my ACL. I hate it, that. It, it, it was oh, horrible. Those people, yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah. the passive braggers. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny. It's like when I was talking, I was on the, when I was working with Brad Pitt, what well, he was telling me, he goes, look, Live you, your life. Whoa, you work with Brad Pitt? Live your life for you. Whoa. Yeah, and that's what I'm trying to... I, yeah. I could have just said that, but I needed you to tell you who, you, who it came from. <laughs> right. Yeah. Those are the people I loved, too, when I first got here, the people that would tell me they were... When I didn't know anything about... I hadn't been on a set yet, and people would tell me these Hollywood stories, 
and I yet I didn't know enough to to dissect their bragging and know that it was bullshit. Right. Well, maybe like you know when I was on the set of Notting Hill, Julia Roberts, I just remember her being so easy to work with. Yeah. And she never she never was selfish. She just she did the scene, but she was very giving for for her other actors. And then I find out this person was an extra, and they were like oh, wow. <laughs> observing Julia Roberts from afar, yeah. or maybe like you know. When when Julia Roberts cast me herself, well, one of the girls, out of thousands, one of the, yeah, one of the girls at one of the clubs. I'm not going to name anybody. Sure, she was telling me she was shooting something all night, and you know, like I thought, well, good for her. She just came out here a year ago. She's shooting in the middle of the night already. Yeah. You know, gonna, she was an extra. Oh, God, she's, and, and, she's not shooting anything. She's yeah. sitting there, or she's walking on cue. Yeah. And, and by which the way, is, which be, is necessary, like being an extra, it's. Noble work. Yes. They need people to do it. And but when you're first starting out, you got to act get that. like you're shooting. Right. Yeah. Oh, it's funny. Uh, and and I am absolutely guilty of this. And <laughs> I've seen and I've seen uh, uh, other comics do it as well. Uh, when they start when they start off, they say, "Oh yeah, I've opened for Jerry Seinfeld. I've opened for Russell Peters." Yeah, right. And you saw him at Quiznos. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I used to tell people I opened for Chris Rock. No, I went to the Improv. I did a set at an open mic night. He stopped by <laughs> right. to like run his Oscar monologue. Log, and yeah. I go, well, I opened for him. Yeah, yeah. And he posted on Facebook. People comment, you yeah. made it, man. Yeah, you made it because you did an open mic. Yeah. And Chris Rock happened to show up. But you need that validation when you're getting going, don't you? Right? I mean, do you remember when you're starting out, like, like the first thing that made you go, all right, fine. I'm, like, that proved to the people who were maybe looking at, like, all those nuns who were like, you're not going to make it, you <laughs> fucking bitch. Like, <laughs> call back. <laughs> well done, sir. Like, were they, you know, what, what was the first thing that made you go, oh, man, I'm a, I think I'm a professional comic now. Just not ha- not having to work anymore. Okay, you know like what I, were the jobs you were doing? Uh, last job I ever had was parking cars under the Brooklyn Bridge, a, a place called the River Cafe. Oh shit! And it was all these great. And I'm a terrible fucking driver. I would bang the <laughs> shit out of these cars. I, I I used to go pick up my girlfriend at the subway stop in a Bentley, and it was the kind where it's from in it from yeah. England where the steering wheels on the other side. Oh yeah, she must have been so impressed. Oh yeah, this is the closest she ever got. Either one of us. But it was, you know, it was really a good job, and it was like before they uh, they they uh, taxed you on your tips. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I used to have like fucking two suitcases full of ones, like I robbed the dollar store, you know. <laughs> Holy shit! But uh, that was the last job I ever worked. I remember walking away from there. I tried to blow up the owner's car because he <laughs> fucked he fucked with me. And that I was hate, your exit. Yeah, I hate being hollered at. His name's Buzzy Buzzy O'Keefe. We're friends now. <laughs> And he said to me, he goes, uh, he would holler, you know, he just holler at people. And he, and he threw his keys at me one time. And I go, look, Buzz, fire me or let me work here. Don't treat me like a dog. Don't, fu- don't fucking throw your keys at me. I, I had trouble with nuns in grade school hollering at me. I don't, I don't need that shit. Yeah. Just fire me. We'll, we'll be friends. Then he does it one other time. I go, okay, motherfucker. I get in his car. He had a brand new silver stretch BMW. And I locked the doors and I just floored it. <laughs> Fucking, you should hear that engine. A big, big eight engine like that. And he's banging on the doors. And he goes, what the fuck are you doing? Are you crazy? I go, I was warming up your car. He goes, uh, I said, I told you not to holler at me. He goes, you're fired. I go, no shit. <laughs> and then I said, come on, hit me, Buzz. I got nothing. You got millions. Hit me. I'm right here. And he goes, no, man, because you, you shouldn't beat the bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Callback City. Yeah. <laughs> Dom, you are, you are responsible for one of my favorite quotes in comedy that I say all the time. And I, and I hope this quote is actually you. I heard it was you. 
they don't pay me to perform. They pay me to travel. That That's you, right? Please oh, yeah. tell me that's you. Yeah. I didn't even know that was a quote, though. Yeah. Oh, uh, That's the thing. To me, if I could have people over my house, mm-hmm. I would hardly charge anything. Right. But the fact that they don't understand, the moment you leave your fucking house yeah. and you get in your limo <laughs> and you get in your private jet, it's fucking hard. That's work. While, while the stewardess is blowing you on your jet, that is work, my I friend. I that. I didn't ask her to wipe me. She chose to. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 you're but you're absolutely right. It, yeah, that's the work. Yeah, the 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 fun part is can being you, on stage. How many days can you come in early for press? That, that's like your time, you know. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's and people think like, oh, well, you're a comic, so you work an hour a night. You work twenty minutes a night. It's like yeah. no, there's a lot of other stuff that that goes into that, and waking up really early for flights and traveling and having to live in hotels and things like that. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just some people don't realize, and it's just funny because that quote comes from you. Yet you, that, yet you travel so international. I didn't know anybody quoted me on that. Oh yeah, funny, David Tell asked me something that could be construed as hurtful, but I know he didn't mean it to be. Uh-huh. He said, "What happened to you?" He says, "You were like, you know, uh, up for a series, and this, and he said, you know." And I, I didn't, I remember, I forget what I said. I said, "Well, there's a lot of things that I'm thinking. What happened to me is I made millions of dollars doing something I love. Mm-hmm. Isn't that cool?" Because everybody, yeah. I mean, nobody, everybody's not going to get the Seinfeld uh, series. No. You know? Right? Yeah. I mean, like I said, when you asked me before about making it, to me, making it is it's a relative term. But when you don't have to work anymore, you just make money as a stand-up comedian. I told this friend of mine, I go, you fucking always whining. Look at this. Everything in this house is bought through jokes. <laughs> so how much can you complain? That's incredible. You know, he's complaining because he has to do a cruise. Poor guy. Some people save all their fucking lives to do a cruise. Yeah. On a cruise, you know. It's funny how, too, you want that so bad, uh, like that type of uh, comfort and success. And then when you get, I mean, I guess that's good to have that um, strive for more, right? That's what what keeps us going. I mean, some people are more interested in being famous. (laughs) I'm more interested in being rich than famous. (laughs) I'd rather have money than fame. Yeah. Any day, yeah. Well, Well, because why? Like, what's. I just don't care about being recognized, and I don't mm-hmm. care about fame. I mean, it comes with it, and sometimes it's nice when you get a better seat at a restaurant and all that, but it just doesn't... Money Money to me is more fun. Yeah. I mean, well, I know I'll never get like like the billionaire money, but mm-hmm. it, it, just the idea of not having to worry about bills and not having to... Just going into a store, not looking at prices of food or clothing, and that's really... That's freedom, you know? Yeah, right. Just being able to go anywhere at any time. So I suggest you people make more money and you'll be happier like me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are well, you are a guy that that continues to work no matter what, whether it be oh yeah, we haven't even talked about that. We haven't even talked about that you were on Oprah. Yeah. Like yeah. that's on yeah. Oprah and the view. Those yeah. are two credits that I don't know why you're not brought up to every night. <laughs> yeah. I was on Oprah a few times actually. Oh, first time was at least twice, maybe three, I'm not sure. But the first time was she kept quoting me, which was really cool. She goes, "As Don Rarer says, even on shows that what? Yeah, even on shows that I wasn't on, she goes, Don Rarer says I don't mean that in a bad way." Yeah. You know? Oh my god. Yeah. So we, so when you hear that, you're like, God spoke to me. Well, you know, I was thinking about that the other day because of uh, how powerful the podcasts are now. Right. You know, like I did Rogan's podcast. I had no idea when I first did Joe's podcast. Uh-huh. I'm in Ireland. I'm in uh, uh, Galway. And this kid comes up to me. He goes, uh, I, I see you. He said, I, I watch you. I know I have Drogan's pod, podcast there, lad. Fucking funny. He, I said, how old are you? He goes, 20. I said, oh, that's cool. He says, yeah. He says, uh, tell Joe that I take martial arts because of him. 
I said, that's just shit. what we need, a drunken Irish kid <laughs> who actually knows how to fight. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, but the power of the uh, this media is, like, you know, global. And it's Whoa. like that that's – there's oh, people oh, – this, the internet, yeah. Because... Somebody just told me they were doing research on my YouTube page for me, and he was like, dude, you're huge in India. I was like, really? what? He goes, I think you have your most fucking – he goes, you need to get over there. And Raj Sharma was just telling me – he goes, yeah, man, I was over there doing shows in Dubai – and they love Laugh Factory, like comedians from the Laugh I heard Factory. About that, yeah. And he goes, and movies. He goes, dude, he goes, the heat was on. He goes, in some like green room of one of the shows. He goes, and people are like, oh, I love this movie. It's the greatest movie ever. And he was like, oh, it's my buddy right there. And he goes, dude, you got to get over there. He goes, they fucking think you're the shit. And now that yeah. they hear some like my videos a bit, it's like, you know. You guys want to do a comedy tour in fucking Calcutta tomorrow? No. no. Coming soon to the Comedy Cave in Mumbai. <laughs> Adam Ray. <laughs> Lovely. Uh, uh, it, yeah, I wouldn't have a, a secret uh, Indian name. Uh, well, no, because I got to know you're Adam Ray. You're, you're, yeah. you're not going to be Adam Kurpal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you're, <laughs> you're going to do the beard or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I do look Middle Eastern when I grow the beard out. Have you ever had facial hair? Yeah, for the rabbi in Fiddler on the Roof. Oh, shit. I had a big beard. Why aren't you bringing it back? I hate it. No mustache? I don't hate it. I, I keep playing with it. Yeah, I no. fucking hate it. That's what happens. Brad's always playing with his beard. I don't know. It, it, it just makes me feel like a Are super you villain. you going to let that grow in? <laughs> Come on. I'm giving you the business. <laughs> I see what you did there, Tom. Wait, so the view. What, so, Oprah, wait, so Oprah, there's more there, I feel like. Oprah quoted you, and then she, what were you on for, though? Well, one of the funniest things that happened, uh, one of the weirdest things was, I was on with Sinbad, D.L. Ugly. Oh my God. Diane something, uh, I forget her, Diane, I forget her name, a woman comic. I think it was the four of us. Diane anyway, Sawyer? Yeah, Diane Sawyer. God, <laughs> is she funny. <laughs> Kill nobody her 10 make, minutes. Nobody makes you gut live like that Diane Sawyer. <laughs> I'm I'll not take, saying Morley Schaefer isn't funny. <laughs> <laughs> nobody makes you laugh like Diane Sawyer. I'll take things no one's ever said for a thousand hours. <laughs> right. uh, so, so, uh, so, so we're yeah, on. Yeah, if you want. We're, we're supposed to do one show, right? Mm. Oh, this is why I think I did three shows, because it was two and one. So uh, as they asked Sinbad a question, mm-hmm. and Sinbad's parents were there, and he's bad enough anyway. He's so long-winded. He did, and he answered. It was uh, Oprah turns to me. She goes, 17 minutes, one question. Wow. Yeah, and so they had to make it another show <laughs> because he, he, he was oh, so long-winded. Shit. Tune in next week when Sinbad <laughs> finishes this. Finishes his story, <laughs> his meandering bullshit story. <laughs> No shit. Yeah. So, well, hey, well, credit Sinbad. You were on multiple times then. Well, she was really nice. I mean, the thing that you talk about power. Yeah, no I, kidding. I think the audience was like 40 million or something yeah, stupid. Yeah. Something ridiculous. Because oh, yeah. when you think of the late night shows, they don't get anything compared to what she gets. No. And it's syndicated because it goes on a bunch of times. And, and now there's no network just, you know, replaying that shit. What did yeah. she smell like, by the way? <laughs> Stank up all that. <laughs> Stink is stanky muscat pussy. You heard it here first, people. Oprah smells like uh, stanky uh, pussy. Oprah has no discernible odor. Yeah. I think I, she doesn't even need deodorant. You get to a certain amount of money you make, like your body just produces a, 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 a an amazing fragrance. She smelled like the color of purple. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Thank you. Good night, Thank everybody. You. The Google Doll coming up next. <laughs> That's a moment when Jay, when somebody just says something, you know, slightly moderately racist and inappropriate, Leno would go, okay, that's all the time we got. We're going to, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, what is the name of your podcast? Where 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 can our listeners find it? Tom Herrera live from the Laugh Factory. Both of you guys have been on it. Right? Yeah, oh, okay. it was the blast. That was the first conversation I think we had, real conversation, other than just oh, in the hallways funny. of, "Hey, what's up?" And you'd be like, "Go fuck yourself, Jew." And other than that, <laughs> other than that, it was like a 
lot of, you know. So That's the, not true because I didn't know you were Jew because you don't look Jewy. <laughs> there. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, people can follow you on Twitter as well. At Don Marrera. You know what? I don't know how to, how to follow me on Instagram. What do you have to know? Your, 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 well, first of all, you name? don't follow yourself on Instagram. <laughs> I mean, no, but I mean, how do people get that? They just do you talk- have an Instagram account? Yeah. What is it? I don't know. <laughs> I'll look it up right now. Right, I'll find this out for you. You can look it up? What do you, yeah. uh, so, I mean, your podcast, though, people got to check this out. Because, I mean, you've had uh, literally every, I mean, you know, Burr, Rogan, um, Marin, Marin. Uh, it's incestual, isn't it? That we all do each other's podcasts. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? It's it's everyone's got a different flavor. Like you know, this it's is just, you know, it's I, just at Damarera. At Damarera. D o m i r r e r a. You have two thousand twenty seven followers, but thanks to this podcast, what? let's get it up to two thousand and thirty people. And on my thing, what I does have... he post though? Uh, naked women, naked women. Been, you know what? You don't have pictures of food, do you? You're I not have, one of those guys. No, are you? no, no. He's got pictures is there of hot a picture women. Of me and MJ from last night. <laughs> Uh, Michael Jordan? No, MJ no, no. from the left. <laughs> <laughs> nice, Brad. Michael Jordan. Nice. Like that one? Yeah, isn't she cute? Look at that. Oh, no adorable. makeup. Beautiful. MJ is uh, one of the prettiest uh, girls. She really uh, is. Yeah, she's just adorable. So sweet. Now, is this going out live? No. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So when you hear this podcast, go to the Laugh Factory in Hollywood. Ask for MJ and say, "Hey, Dom Herrera said you got some stanky pussy." Stanky. <laughs> she was doing that last night. Her and, I, her and I were drinking at my house. <laughs> And she would just go, Stank up It's amazing. Of all the things that, you know, how you, you would just say things and sometimes they get catchy and repetitive. Yeah. More than any other term in the world of, of the, where I've traveled, waitresses always say that to me. <laughs> I mean, I'll have an 18 year old waitress from, in, in, in Sydney, Australia go, Stank up <laughs> They love it because it's so stupid. And it's from, it's from what bit is it from again? It's from the. Uh, Excuse me. It's from the about black guys uh, in uh, the the uh, Def Jam comedians. Oh, yeah. right. They'd be so gross and vile, and then they would say, "God bless you." At the end, <laughs> that pussy was so stinky, it was stanky, stinky, stanky, musky, crusty, yeast-filled pussy. Hey, God bless you. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, what a way to close yeah. on material. <laughs> the legend that is Damaris. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Buddy. Thanks, buddy. Subscribe on iTunes to this fucking podcast. Give them a five-star rating so this midget and this Jew can feel good about themselves for a couple minutes. Also, get on your iPhone or Android and get the podcast app. You can also listen to it on Stitcher or aboutlastnightpodcast.com, where you can hear past episodes with great guests like Lisa Kudrow, Paul Feig, Kevin Nealon, Bob Saget, Dion 
Cole, Chris D'Elia, Adam Devine, Michael McDonald, Jaleel White, Bud Friedman, Steve-O, Harlan Williams, Tom Arnold, Ron Funches, Rick Glassman, Blake Anderson, Anders Holm, Jessime Peluso, Joey McIntyre, and many, many more. I'm Tony Danza. Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast. Good night. That's it, right? You got it? Sweet. Boy, it smells good in that booth, by the way. What kind of candle is that? Hanukkah Willow? <laughs> nice. If you like listening to comedy, try watching it on the internet. The folks behind the Sideshow Network have launched a new YouTube channel called Wait For It. It's got interviews with comedians like Reggie Watts, Todd Glass, Liza Schleichinger, Slicing driving friends with her for 10 years. One of the funniest people out there, and I still have a hard time with the last name, Liza. Our very own Owen Benjamin, that's me, takes you on a musical journey down internet rabbit holes and much more. You don't have to wait any longer. Just go to youtube.com slash waitforitcomedy. There's no need to wait for it anymore. Because it's here. And it's funny. And I love you. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.